Welcome to episode 222 of the Uncourt Gamers. I'm Dan. And I'm Adam. And uh, we actually have a decent amount of stuff to talk about today. Let's start out uh, with the small bit of information that Ghost of Tsushima has become PlayStation's fastest selling uh, first player, first party IP. Yeah. So beating out um, Last of Us 2. Yeah. Hey, uh, I've been playing it a lot. Uh, clocked in a lot of hours. Uh, it's pretty good transition going from Last of Us Two to Ghost of Tsushima. You, did you still have you got your copy yet or no? Yeah, I, I got to play like the the very beginning intro section, like you know the the like beat the hero down section, basically. Yeah, I mean I've been doing um a lot of the side quest and then doing the main one. So like I think my character is kind of like OP. It's like where it should be, so it makes it now, easier. I, I, I saw somebody say that like you can do a side quest and you can just hit a wall of difficulty because you're supposed to do the main story first and then come back to it or something like that. Have you experienced that? No, I haven't because luckily, um, like to reach different areas, you need a grappling hook. So say you try to go to those places before you have the grappling hook, then you'd be like, wait, how do I get to the shrine? Like you would have no idea. But like I did it kind of like in sequence i guess like i didn't like i didn't even mean to do that i was like oh i've kind of progressed the story like a lot like into the second act like i just thought this was gonna be like go see these people these are your main missions but then i did like the main main mission and i was like oh shit and so it opened up an even even bigger part to the island because i was just trying to get armor and um that's how i ended up doing it nice but yeah no like i haven't hit a wall like it's things have been going pretty smooth for me all right, so you 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 did beat Last of Us two. How do you like in Ghost of Tsushima in comparison? Which one you like better so far? Uh, two different games, but they do have some of the same elements, like sneaking, or you can see the enemies through the walls, like the silhouettes of them. Uh, there's like a lot of comparison. I mean, you just don't craft things. That's right. I mean, but it's. I mean, gameplay is like really similar. Like you're scaling stuff. Um. Oh, you don't have to worry about balancing, like falling off something. Like it has like the auto balance. Uh, okay, nice. Yeah, no, I did hit like a boss battle that was like pretty hard. But uh, interesting. So there's there's some decent difficulty in there then. Yeah, but I feel like it's pretty good because I'm just playing on normal. Like so, you know, you have to actually try and then like you know switch up your stances for different enemies to match it, so that way you can then combat them. But yeah, cool, pretty cool. good. Uh, let's move on to the next thing that happened in the week. Uh, Nintendo Direct Mini. Um, do we, uh, yeah. I don't know if we want, even want to talk about it. half the games. There's really only like two big things as far as uh, this podcast is concerned. They got announced. You want to hit them up? Oh, okay. So I was I I I remember I heard about it. So after we ended the podcast, right? I heard it was gonna drop Monday morning, like super early, and I woke up late. I would have been watching it live, like, on my drive to work, but um, I woke up late, and so I got in my car, and I'm, like, letting it warm up, so I'm like, alright, like, what YouTube video am I gonna watch, or, like, podcast am I gonna listen to, and I could not believe what I saw. The 
so there was a lot of games that were announced. There was even a lot of games. What I'm talking about? No, there, there was, was like, like five total. There was like five, and two of those. One of them the ones, was a DLC. Yeah, yeah, the ones that I care about. So I saw. I was like, I was like, nah, this has to be like a troll or some sort of like fan thing, like just suggested to me, like on the algorithm. But nope, it was Shimagami Tensei Nocturne HD. Which I was like, what? I was like, dude, that's crazy. And it's like, of course, Atlas would do this. And they're not going to share anything about, uh, or I'm sorry, Shimagami Tensei 5. And then, boom, hit us with the 5 with the worldwide simultaneous release. Yep. And also the first, like, real look at the game, too. Yeah, no real gameplay, though. Uh, Cinematics, which that plays a theme in a lot of showcasing lately. Um, but so so Japan is gonna get Nocturne. They're gonna get it in October, and then I have no idea when we'll get it. But it's cool because they added voice acting and they added DLC, which is merciful mode, which is easy mode, which the game never had. Because I never completed the game because it's like take two steps, you're in an encounter. So you're trying to get from point A to point B, but the problem is it takes so long because every single step or two, you're getting into a battle and it gets annoying. So hopefully they fix those things. Right on. What you think of what you see, what you saw of uh, Tensei Five? Um, it looks good. That I didn't expect it to be twenty twenty one. I thought they were just I don't know going to like show like more teaser stuff and then not really say too much. A lot of people were like talking about the protagonist. Like, is it a guy? Is it a girl? It's like there's people trolling, but it's like it's obvious it's a guy. Now, um, were you expecting the art style that the trailer had, or were you expecting maybe something a little bit more animated like they've been doing with Persona lately? Oh, so, yeah, no, they didn't use the, um, I forget the guy's name, Doi or something like that. So that's the guy that did the SMT4 artwork, and they've just, they're, they just keep using that guy. Um, a lot of people do say, so a reason why I think that they brought back uh, Nocturne is because there's speculation saying that the story may connect from Knock to Five. Okay. Do the do the games have an over like like a storyline that connects them all like loosely? Is is it all set in the same world? Or is it more like Final Fantasy where each one's kind of random with similar themes? Yeah, I would say so. But the only one that was um, that was a continuation of the story was uh, SMT Four, and then it was SMT Four Apocalypse. Because it would reference the characters, and okay. then even a past character from the game was in that one. But yeah, okay. I'm. Uh, I actually wanted to like call like an emergency podcast when I found this out, and I've been watching those videos nonstop of people talking about it. I watched the trailer videos a shitload of times. I'm excited. I'm definitely going to get both um, special editions. Hopefully, we get the special edition that Japan's getting or something cool like that. Yeah, I don't even know what it is. Are you going to play any of these games? I don't know. I mean, I haven't. I don't really have a lot of experience with the Shimigami franchise or the Persona franchise in general. Um, so why don't you take this opportunity for all the listeners that are like me? Uh, give them some tips, some things to like. You know, if you if you're gonna get into the game, okay, here's some things that are gonna help you out. Okay, so if you outgrew Pokemon, right? This is basically an adult version of Pokemon because you're dealing with like actual like mature issues and then also instead of it being like you know cute little monsters like pokemon it's like there's demons you're fusing to make even like stronger demons or maybe there's like um 
angel characters, but even those are like still pretty evil and like they have like bad intentions. Um, yeah, it's not like a happy game, not like the Persona games, not like Pokemon games. It's different. There's like a whole thing to it, but you don't have to have social links like Persona. So there's no social links. The combat system is good because in like Nocturne, so like let's say that a character you're fighting is um, ice resistant, right? If you use ice, you'll lose all your turns of your party, and then now that care now that team or the demon you're fighting now it gets like two or three extra turns. But the game rewards you if you're like, oh, this guy is immune to he's weak to fire, so I'm gonna use fire. Now you get like an extra three turns, so now that's six turns, and you can easily just crush this guy. I don't know if you okay. So it rewards you to actually play it strategically instead of like button smashing. Yeah, and then it punishes you for not paying attention. But the story's now, um, pretty good. Now, I mean, like the combat. I know these games have like a, like a talking feature in the combat. Like, how much do you actually use that? It seems like when I tried playing a little bit, I kind of got bogged down by using the talking feature, and it seemed to make the game feel a lot longer. Yeah, sometimes, yeah, you don't want to do it because, like, you're just like, dude, I just want to get through this. But if you talk to some of the demons you're trying to recruit, it might work. They might resist or they might give you a gift or they might be like, give me like, give me like $200 right now and like, I'll join you. And then you give them the money and then they're like, yeah, right, peace. And then they just dip out on you. So there's multiple things. Also, it's multiple endings. You usually have to choose whether you... um. Uh, whether you want it to be like justice or you know like i don't know uh, there there's different there's different ones i forget what they're called but yeah there's usually three different endings all right right on so if any of that interested you guys at home uh now you know what to look forward to on your switch and also on the ps4 shimigami nocturne hd remaster is coming to the ps4 as well oh that's right that reminds me um japan is getting the one with raido kuzanoa for nocturne and in america we had dante from devil may cry we don't know which one we'll be getting if they're gonna because of the rights you know capcom owns uh dante so we don't know if dante will make it in or if we're gonna have raido kuzanoa show up and for clarification if i remember correctly they show up as like a demon or something that you can recruit right so i didn't get that far dude because nocturne is really hard and i just i couldn't do it but now that there's the merciful mode i'm definitely gonna go through this game right on right on um but yeah what were you saying though dan sorry about uh about nocturne oh yeah yeah, i'm sorry not nocturne is oh yeah nocturne is gonna be on playstation 4 and it's going to be on Switch. So I had a question for you. Yeah. So do you think... I was like, oh yeah, I'll just get the PS4 version. But then I was like, wait, if I buy a PS5, what if this game isn't one of the first ones that's compatible on the 5? It's going to be. Uh, Sony made a statement a while back saying that all games developed uh, after a certain point in time, which I believe we are currently past, or that are being released after a certain point in time. Um, I forget what the exact cut us off cutoffs are but um judging when this game's coming out it should be fall within that parameter will have to be compatible to playstation 5 so do they just release a 4 and then just says like compatible on playstation 5 or are they going to release its own I mean, probably PlayStation 5 copy i mean i think when you see the uh i think it'll be it'll be released on 4 and be compatible on playstation 5 um and i guess when the pre-orders come up if they're not up already it'll probably say somewhere on there like ps5 compatible or something like that 
Yeah, some people have started um, pre-ordering on the Amazon uh, Japan for the HD Nocturne because they want the cool wall plug-in and all the extra stuff. But yeah, so you could play it if you want to, but you only have Japanese. Right. Right. So anyway, it's enough about SMT. We'll talk about it when we get more news. <laughs> you just you just want to have an entire SMT podcast at this point, don't you? SMT and Monster Hunter. Yeah. Uh, yeah, why don't we uh, head into that? Um, I haven't seen you play anything lately. Uh, whenever I've seen you online. What's up, dude? I haven't seen you in Monster Hunter. The Spice Fest has been going on strong. I've been, I have been I killed a Furious Rajang like three times already. You didn't invite me. You don't, you, you don't say anything. <laughs> it's usually because I'm like popping in for like an hour. I'm like, oh, I don't want to bother anybody. I'm not going to be here that long. But I've been able to get a lot done. Dude, are you in serious? In like little hour sessions. I've been, dude, all I've, all I've been doing is playing Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, dude, yeah. See, that's 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 where we differed. I was like, oh, man, Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, I'm going to play that. And then I was like, no, Monster Hunter. Let me jump in there and start doing a bunch of stuff. See, you didn't... That's all I've been doing. I've been putting Ghost of Tsushima aside for this Monster Hunter event because, goddamn, Monster Hunter just keeps dragging me back in. Yeah, I know. I, I thought you would have said something. I thought we would have had a party. I just assumed you were busy. I kind of assumed you were busy too because I didn't even like see you online most of the time. I I don't know. I guess we're hitting each other at uh, weird times. Yeah. Um. But we got to get you in there. The Furious Rajang is actually not that bad, especially um, certain hours of the day. You get a lot of like uh, Asian players, and they are like primed to destroy this thing. Yeah, pretty much. Like, just move aside and just watch what I do. <laughs> um. I even did. I think I've done like all the, almost all of the little. Uh, collectible things for the uh, event quests and stuff like that from like Eric's videos and stuff like that. Do you have? The... Um, it's actually what I'm sorry. It's it's. I was gonna say it's not that hard for the most part. Um, there's a couple you gotta do like probably a couple times. Um, but I think you can get most of them like in a day. What about the dual fish blades? Uh, dual fish blades. No, dude, it's all about the the dual mugs, the alcohol mugs. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. You're right. That's right. That's right. I forgot the dual mugs. You have them now, right? I have them. I have them fully upgraded. And the Aztec wardrobe? Uh, Yeah, I got the full armor set, and I also got the layered armor set. See, man, I thought you would hit me up to do all these quests. We'll do, we'll do some today. I was going to play some Ghost of Tsushima, but I'm like, yeah, you know what? Let's jump in some Monster Hunter. Like, literally, by the end of the day, you'll probably have everything. It's not actually... doesn't take... There's not too many times you have to re-roll the quests. Yeah, all right. Hey, um... Oh, wait, never mind. Uh, keep going on with anything you have to go about Monster Hunter. Anything else? Uh, I mean, not really. I mean, that's kind of the most part. I haven't really done the Elatrian stuff. The Furious Rajong, uh, it's a lot easier than I thought he was going to be, so hey, I'm pretty happy about that. Fuck all those people that are like, yeah, I've already, like, beat, like, I've already killed, like, Elatrion, like, already, like, 13 times. Like, it's pretty much nothing. That's like, dude, fuck you. Like, people are just flexing that shit. <laughs> I think there's probably a thing. It's going to be one of those things where, like, you or I will watch a video and it'll be like, yo, this is how you do it. And be like, oh, okay. That's the trick that everybody's doing. Yeah. I saw people taking photos, like, together in, like, massive groups and they're all just flexing their Latrion, like, weapons from, like, and then head to toe. It's like, all right, calm down. It's not that good. <laughs> it's a Sounds flex. Like a little... There's a little bit of envy in your voice there. No, I'd rather have the Furious Rajang so that way I could have that Goku armor. Yeah, well, I mean, you won't get it. 
uh, from getting the uh, the stuff. You do have to fight him for for the golden monkey hat. Yes, that's 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 the quest. But it, it also requires parts from the fierce Rajang well, we gotta, to be able to build it. We gotta break his ass. Oh yeah, it's not gonna be bad. It's not gonna be bad at all. Nah, honestly, hopefully. it was the first the last time I was playing with um, Curtis. I was teaching Curtis like how to fight him. And so, but then we kept getting boned because we kept doing SOS and then people just kept getting fucked up. Mm. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so yeah. Um, oh, did you get the text I sent you of that trailer bomb rush cyberpunk? I don't think I did. Shit. Maybe I sent it to the wrong person. Anyway, um, it is basically a spiritual successor that this company team reptile they are clearly a fan of because they've made other games that are pretty much the same exact art style as jet set radio future and oh that thing yes that's by team reptile okay yeah i was really confused about that because i was like i didn't see like a like a platform or like a release day i was like what the hell is like what is this random ass video he sent me yeah. I was waiting for like a jet set announcement to like pop out at the end. Uh no, dude, so they've already released one game. It's a uh it's almost like a Power Stone style game um with characters that look like they're from Jet Set Radio Future. Um Okay. I mean, that's that's an art style that really should have come back. Yeah, they have so the the other game that they released, it's called um Lethal League. Um you can get it right now for the Switch. And then they have another one called Megabyte Punch. Um, but yeah, so that's a game that they're working on where, you know, you have jet boots and you go around and you do graffiti, not rollerblades, jet boots. Interesting. But yeah, it looks pretty cool. I, I really hope it comes out. Uh, yeah, it, it's definitely going to scratch an itch for people. Speaking of coming back and scratching an itch for somebody, did you hear about G4? Oh yeah, that's the little like warehouse trailer. Bad boys, bad boys. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Hopefully they don't start showing cops on there again. Um, oh my god! <laughs> or Star Trek? They they started showing cops. The only good show they showed was uh, Arrested Development when they became a non-video game channel. But dude, I really hope they bring back X Play with Adam Sessler and Morgan Webb. Um, Maybe Martin. The question will is, come will back? they will they go back? I think uh, Morgan Webb has kind of like stepped away from the video game like uh, world. Yeah, I know because I remember she was doing that GQ stuff, and she was actually in a she was in a mo- uh, few movies I've seen before, but like she never blew. Um, and then Adam Sessler, he was on YouTube for a while, and like he was like, "Yeah, what should I call my show?" And then he like everyone's like Sessler something, and then it just. I don't know, that like vanished from YouTube, so I don't know. But, dude, I really hope they bring back uh, X-Play. We'll yeah. Uh, and also, uh, I kind of want them to bring back that little like trailer show they had, where it just showed a bunch of game trailers. I don't remember what that was called. I don't remember either, but it's kind of like, I mean, sure, we have the internet today and everything like that, but so many times, like, game trailers, unless you know that it's out, like you'll never see it, right? Like there's trailers on that I I checked out the Nintendo um, YouTube uh, before we were recording. There was trailers for games that haven't been talked about in any of the like press conferences anywhere. Like I, they look kind of interesting. I wouldn't know they existed if I didn't like personally take the time to check out Nintendo's YouTube channel. But if there's like you know a show 
that compiles a bunch of trailers and stuff like that. It'll make it a little bit easier for these games to get some exposure, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. Like, it could be good. I, I don't know. If they just stick to... Because, I mean, look, it's at an all-time... Gaming's at an all-time high right now. So then what? They would show, like... They could potentially show, like, all the competitions going on. Then they could have X-Play. Then they could have that show. Then maybe they bring back uh, uh, games Screw done quick. with Martin Sargent. Oh, yeah. Screw Attack, yeah. Um, they could do, like, uh, shows where they play co- uh, multiplayer games with, like, fans online. Yeah, there's, like, there's so many possibilities now. And there's no channel for it. So yeah. they would and be like, the dominant one. And yeah, that's true. And there's like not really like a good hub for it on the internet either. That isn't saturated with a bunch of like you know old G four style like movies and yeah, I mean like news and TV news and there's Twitch, but you have to be aware of what you're looking for and like who is like catering towards like the demand of like what you're looking for. And like you might not find that, but you might be able to watch the show and then it turns you on to a bunch of other things. And then you can go on to Twitch and be like, all right, yeah, I watch this on Twitch now, but I still watch this show. Um, yeah, there's a lot of good things they could do. We'll see if the people actually running the networks are looking to do that or if they're just trying to get a quick buck. Yeah, I'm curious to see where it goes. Um, have you huh? looked at the PlayStation sale? Uh, a little bit. There's... I know Persona 5 Royals on there. I mean, that's discounted, but it's like it's still pretty pricey. But it's a lot of content. That's a big game. That'll take you a while. Uh, uh, but I mean, you did you get your $10 PlayStation Store credit? Oh, dude, that's what I was going to ask you. No, dude, a lot of people still have not gotten their credit. Are you a PlayStation Plus subscriber? Of course. Have you been one for 10 years? Uh, is that what it's for? A dollar a year? I don't know. Uh, when I got mine it was like 10 years of celebration which is a little message it wasn't like you got this because of xyz no because no, i've heard that people that have been on uh have been on it since it started they haven't gotten it so it's completely at random or it could okay, just be I, coming yeah i did get mine um so i think this is like one of the few times i've actually gotten because they've done it a couple times in the past that i didn't get one but well, you should check it out because there's actually a lot of vr games that are discounted too oh speaking of which uh like the ultimate edition of Arizona Sunshine is on there. I saw it for like gonna... ten bucks. Ten bucks, dude! Come on, man. Let's jump in that bad how about, boy. How about this one looked really good to me? This one is probably the most appealing uh, because it's still holding its value in the store. Uh, Judgment for PlayStation Four is twenty three ninety nine at a sixty percent off. Oh yeah, it's part of the uh, Yakuza universe, right? Yeah, but in this one, you're not playing as a Yakuza. You're playing as a police detective. Um, yeah, I heard it was pretty good. It went, it got buried under like other game releases, but I did hear exactly. it was a pretty good game. Yeah, that's why it still hold. That's why it holds its value because it's still really good. Um, uh, the game that I'm not excited for is Yakuza Like a Dragon. I'm really behind on all the Yakuza games because those games are really long. Um, they're pretty much like action RPG beat 'em ups. Um, the newest one is the one where it's oh god it's uh turn based yeah yeah i I don't understand why you would take a a beat-em-ups game and then it's like you you dress it up the same but then the combat system is completely the opposite of the audience yeah it's, it's definitely a new direction but it's also a new protagonist um so maybe they just felt like hey we got this everything's new now so let's try something new uh I don't see it where I don't see this working out well. 
We will see when it comes out. But that game's coming to the Xbox, and Xbox did recently have their Xbox uh, showcase. Okay. We're getting into it now? Um, we're getting into it. It's time. It's, it's, I mean, it's chunky. There's a lot to discuss. I watched the whole so let's, thing. Uh, did you see the pre-show as well? I did not see the pre-show. I, I saw it, and I was like, what the hell? I didn't see this. Exactly. Which I, I feel like that was a big shame. They actually started out the pre-show with something that I think should have been in the actual showcase. Because I think it's a pretty big deal. And that is Dragon Quest XI-S, um, the definitive edition, coming to the Xbox um, as well as the PS4 and everything on December 4th. Uh, available on the Xbox Game Pass and for PC and Xbox. Um, this is the first time a Dragon Quest game has come out on the Xbox. I think... I. I thought for sure when I saw this that they would have made a bigger deal about it than put it in the pre-show. Yeah, um, I don't. I, they they announced things that were way smaller that took seconds, and then that was like that was one of your big announcements. Like for real, like you didn't even show anything. All I got was like a title card. I think I think looking at some of the announcements, I think part of it is that this isn't a Xbox console launch exclusive. You know, but like right? a lot of those games, I think a lot of these. Weren't. Um, exclusive, right, right, but they were exclusive for like a certain amount of time, or um, at least on on Microsoft property, right? And I think uh, I think the pre-show stuff is stuff that they don't necessarily have any any exclusivity, like anything to like kind of gloat about. And so I think those are why they weren't in the pre-show. I don't, know, you know, I I just, I mean, I notice a trend going on right now, which is a lot of they a lot of nothing gets showed. And then it's like, see, huh? We're doing stuff, and it's like, but you just didn't really show me anything. Like, I don't even know. We'll talk. We'll talk about it when we get to the actual showcase. Okay. But um, again, Dragon Quest Eleven S coming out for PS4 and uh, Xbox and PC. That's really cool. First Dragon Quest game to come out on Xbox, uh, ever. Um, I might actually double dip and pick this one up because I I really wanted the definitive edition. I was kind of hoping it would come out as DLC for the PS4. Um, all initial reports suggest that they will make you rebuy the the game, but it's going to be like a, a $40 price point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it comes with a bunch of stuff like being able to play a game in the HD mode or with like the uh, old school Super Nintendo sprites. Um, it has extra like dungeons that let you revisit dungeons from previous versions of the game and stuff like that, which is a bunch of cool stuff that I wish w- would have been part of the original launch or release as DLC. Um, next up, they showed Exo Mecha. Which was a weird, crazy robot, like, like it looks like team multiplayer thing, but they had like giant night robots. They had robots with guns, robots surfing on like rockets. There was a giant robot dragon. Everything was robots. It was weird. It was zany. Uh, check out the trailer. I don't, I don't know if the game's gonna be any good. Uh, but the trailer is kind of like it's just like some. It feels like something that came out of like the the eighties. Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, then they had a uh, world premiere trailer for Watch Dogs Legion. Okay, a trailer for a game that's been talked about for the past two years, but it was, it was a new trailer, so, you know, gotta throw that world premiere on there. Yeah, I know. I I was like, this. who is this news to? Yeah. <laughs> it's just that it's a new trailer. Yay! I didn't even click uh, on I thought about clicking on it, because I didn't see that, and then I was like, nah, what for? I already saw it. Like, why? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, next up, they show the a game. Actually, I I'm kind of interested in. It's called Echo Generation. Uh, kind of looks like it's a, it's a turn based RPG. Um, 
but it's kind of like uh, it's taking like Stranger Things and mixing it in with like um a little bit of like Metal Gear Solid and um just like weird monsters, giant robots. It's like a pixel pixel art, uh, 3D pixel art. It's a weird looking game. It looks kind of interesting. I'm I'm curious about it. I mean, I I definitely check it out later on as it gets closer to release. Yeah. So before I started watching this, I was like, all right, if they show like some real heat, like I might get, I might get an Xbox and a PS5. But go on. <laughs> Not nothing. Nothing's done for you yet, huh? All right. <laughs> Hello Neighbor Two uh, got its. I think it it's official trailer. Um, I'm not interested in these games at all. Yeah. Uh, they did the idea Xbox, which showed a bunch of uh, indie games coming to Xbox. Um, I will check that out separately. There was some pretty cool stuff shown in there. Um, I think a lot of it's kind of been seen before. It was very quick. Just kind of remind you, I think Tunic is the one that stands out to me. Kind of like a moss feel to it. Let's see, and then the last one. The last one was a big one. Uh, a lot of people are hyped about this one. Um, it has the Art director from Nights into Dreams back from Sega Saturn days. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. This is a 3D platformer called Balan Wonderworld. I I mean I always wanted I always wanted a Dreamcast back in the day, like when they first came out for Nights. Uh, I never played it. Uh, never had um, a Saturn, so yeah, I don't really. It doesn't really do much for me, but if like I did play Knights back in the day, this would be doing a lot for me, which is a lot of those people are getting hyped on it. Yeah, and just to clarify, it's nothing to do with Knights. It's just like kind of like the same you, art style. You can definitely it's a tell. Yeah, it's it's a it's a three D platformer in comparison to Knights, which was like an on rail flyerish game. I don't know how to describe it, but. Um, but this one looks like it's going to be a fun 3D platformer. You could like wear costumes to get different abilities as bosses. The bosses look good and stuff like that. So check that out. And then uh, that was the pre-show. And then we get into the official Xbox showcase. And they started out with what everybody wanted to see. Halo Infinite. Actual gameplay. A gorgeous looking CG trailer started off and then bam right into some gameplay. Halo Infinite. Open world Halo game. Semi. I... Go on. Explain. Okay. First of all, fuck this game. All right. You know they're talking about <laughs> they're talking about. Oh, we got ray tracing. We got all this power. It's like, bro. All you did was just. It looks like you just made an HD version of the first Halo game and then expanded on it. Like the character. I mean, to be fair, that's what people want, though. But I, they, they got. They didn't like the last two Halo games that, that looked different. So do I. So do I. But at this at this point, I feel like it's just beating a dead horse. Like, dude, the it's like, okay, 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 we didn't talk about this on the last one. Deadly Premonition 2, right? That game is so shitty and has so many bugs, they tried to be like, yeah, no, it's supposed to be shitty like that. Like, we wanted it to, like, the game not to work, like, well. Like, that's part of its charm, is that it's just, it, it doesn't function well. And then now they're making a patch for it. Or I feel like Halo did like the same thing. Like when Master Chief is in the spaceship right before it crashes, I was like, dude, I thought this thing is supposed to look cleaner than the PS5. Why do these graphics look dated? Like, I, well, nah, dude. I mean, nah. or first of all, they have openly come out and said that it was a early development build. Um, the, the game when it comes out will look better. 
Um, but you are not alone in your critique of the visual fidelity of the game. A lot of people are very upset that the game looks so low quality. A lot of people said it doesn't matter that it was an earlier build, a stable build, because if they weren't going to show it off in its full glory, they should not have shown it off at all. They straight, they shouldn't have, dude. They should have just showed the. They should have just done what they did with the rest of the presentation. They should have showed the Halo card and then, oh, I can't do it. But you know what I'm talking yeah. about. But they've done that already with the Halo, and they had to do something with Halo at this point, dude. It just, it just I mean, looks I like feel... the same. It's just, it's just a lot of the same, and it's like, I, dude, sixty bucks? Are you serious? Like people are gonna buy that? I, I mean, dude, hey, that Halo game, the campaign is i wouldn't even play the campaign I, I would maybe just do it just for practice and then i'd be like all right let me on like multiplayer like let me have some of my homies come through and then we'll talk shit and play land party style well here's the thing though you might not have to pay 60 dollars for this um because something that i think we'll discuss uh in much more detail later everything shown in the xbox showcase is going to be available day one on xbox game pass oh yeah that's right i forgot about that i don't yeah, including halo infinite I don't understand how they make money. Like the developers make money off these games. I mean, nobody does, and uh, that's that's the big secret that Sony's gonna have to figure that out because this Game Pass thing is becoming a big deal very quickly, especially, especially with the showcase. Especially where else it's going too. But we'll get into that later. All right, about Halo Infinite. Um, another another big thing is that the ray tracing is not gonna be there at launch. Wait, you mean you have this big, powerful system that's supposed to be the most powerful system on the market, but it doesn't have ray tracing? Wow. Like, I honestly, I feel like the game's not ready to go out. Dude, fuck no. A lot of their games aren't ready to go out, and it's obvious from the presentation. But yeah, I, I feel like um, the gameplay looked alright. It has a grappling hook because they needed to make it more like Doom. Yeah. Yeah, people were talking, oh my god, the grappling hook. It's like, no, you don't use the grappling hook that much. I was like, dude. Oh my god, and then that's what people were like hyped on. I was like, dude, are you fucking kidding me? Like, they added this new function, but it's not like readily available throughout the game. Yeah, I was actually, I was watching a uh, a YouTube video, I think it's like a podcast also. Um, it's a new show called X-Cast from the Kind of Funny team. And there's just, you know, Xbox diehards talking about it, and uh, there was a, a Gary Witta uh, who's been in the business for a while, um, he was basically saying, like, everybody's like, oh, yeah, like, it looks like... He was basically saying, like, yeah, the game looks like shit. They shouldn't have shown it. They should have, like, waited till they could show it better. Um, and people were like, oh, what are you talking about? The game looks like an original Halo. That's what I want. I want it to look like original Halo. I was like, yeah, no, it's great for diehard Halo fans. But for the general people that are looking at this game, this big tentpole of the Xbox entire ecosystem to say, hey, how is this Series X going to, like, blow my mind? This game isn't doing it. It might be hitting up all the things for Halo fanboys, but for the general public that's looking at this game to kind of show them why they need that new Xbox, it looks like trash. Big facts, yeah. Like and I thought I thought it was cool. I like I like it. I you know I know there's a lot of fanboys out there and stuff like that, and but I like when a fanboy can like just take a step back and be like, yeah, this didn't work at all. Yeah, dude, like it it really didn't. Like, why couldn't they just have like they could have just had like better graphics right but the environment was like more reminiscent of the older halo do you get what i'm saying like that's what yeah. they should have done i mean presumably that's what they're going to do when the game's actually out but that's just not what they showed us yeah they, they might have to do a sonic movie on this bitch 
Yeah, I mean, again, this is an early build. It's not the final product. They actually have some screenshots of what they're currently working on, and it does look a lot better, but that's not what they showed us. Yeah, I'm saying starting off strong out the gate with this one, huh? Right. Um, it, it also is the most amount of gameplay we got throughout the entire trailer, the, the entire showcase. Nine minutes, though. Yeah, I was going to say like uh, seven minutes off, or some shit. Yeah, showed off some of the gunplay. Showed off some of the map and stuff like that, the uh, cinematics, the in-game cinematics that a lot of people were making fun of, <laughs> comparing it to Last of Us 2. What? Did you did you see those? No. Somebody took the uh, image of the pilot from the uh, Halo video and put a shot of a uh, Jolt from Last of Us 2. Uh-huh. Um, and they're like, "Why? Wh- how, how does your new system look worse than the PlayStation 4's Last of Us 2? And you know, obviously, Last of Us 2 is running at 30 frames per second, so you can put more fidelity because of that. Whereas Halo is going to be running at um, 60 frames per second, 4K and stuff like that. But it was it's it's a reasonable point. People are like, well, you know, it's because they're, they're going for that art style. They want it to look like that. Yeah, see, this is Deadly Premonition 2 written all over it. You know, these people are just making these these stupid ass excuses like i wanted to look like that that's why i paid all this money for this system so that way i could have like dated graphics it's part of its charm or or don't pay any money for it spend 15 bucks a month and play it on your pc oh yeah there you go exactly yeah next up they showed a great trailer i thought i thought this trailer this trailer got me hyped um it was like a woman in 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 like the arctic north in the forest, um, there's a wolf that near camp. She screams at it. The wolf runs away. The next day, she's walking around with her crossbow, and she sees blood on the on the snow. Finds the wolf like being dead and eaten by a creature, and zooms out. And you see that it's like a zombie deer, and then you see that it's uh, the trailer for State of Decay three. So I've never played any of those games, but I thought that looked really good. Um, some people said that they didn't like the last one, or it was like buggy or something. I don't know. I, I haven't done any research into it. Well, I'll tell you this much. Uh, State of Decay games, they're kind of known for their jank. They got they got problems when it comes to like uh, making a smooth gameplay experience. And State of Decay 2, when it launched, had a lot of bugs. But I will say these games do the whole zombie survival like um scenario thing pretty well i've enjoyed them in the past of what i've played with them i've played mostly the first one um but like you know there's permadeath you you have multiple characters they each have their own stamina gauge they get tired they have their own health bars that you know you have to let them rest to heal and stuff like that and if they die that guy's that character's gone oh like fire you never get them back exactly but with the, you know like a rp with a real world third person zombie thing stuff like that and sometimes you're just out there trying to get supplies and then you make a wrong move and you get overrun and you're you're dead is this the one like, that show does it show it from like an isometric view no no it's like third person oh okay yeah i mean like they're great games um i mean it looks they're good, janky like from what yeah, i saw so i i did get excited for this um no release date given um also it didn't say xbox one it only says Xbox Series X and Windows, and that's a theme that we're going to see popping up a lot in some of these uh, trailers. And people are saying, "What's up with that?" I thought there's the whole like no exclusives for the Xbox Series X for the first couple of years, which kind of leads people to assume that a lot of these games aren't going to be out for a couple of years. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Like a lot of these are not even close to being finished, and like due to COVID, like could be a lot longer. 
Yeah, especially this game. Literally just a trailer and the title. Just you know, just some hype, hype reel. Um, one game that I thought looked really good on there was Hellblade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can we get can we get get to that when when it shows up? Yeah, because I got feelings about that. Yeah. All right. Next up, we have Forza Motorsport again. Just a trailer. The trailer looked snazzy. Looked very pretty. Um, but, hey, but you know what? But, I, but you know what, Dan? Like all of those car games that they put all that detail in, they always look good on every system, dude. Like Gran Turismo and uh, Forza, they always look good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm not like jumping at the bits for it. I mean, it shows off some uh, what appears to be uh, decent ray tracing going on and like the reflection and stuff like that. Um, unlike Gran Turismo, though, they showed no gameplay. Oh yeah. But dude, I, Gran Turismo did show gameplay. Remember, Gran Turismo it takes for them to make a car in the game. Uh, it takes about six months a car. Also, they have to acquire licensing, which I assume is the same with Forza. As well. Yeah, definitely. So I think that's I think that's why those car games take longer. Yeah. Uh, next up, they showed Rare's game Everwild, which uh, looked like a cartoon. It looked pretty. Is that that cell shaded? No one? idea. Yeah, it's kind of like cell shaded. They had like the long, the like multicolored robes and the yeah, Jumping the giant fish. like beasts. Okay, that game, that game is not going to come out anytime soon, and I'll tell you why. They still have no idea on their combat direction. Yeah, they, yeah, they've openly stated it's. Uh, they said they don't know what the game is yet. Yeah, it's like yeah, neither do I. I was hoping like I could get some sort of clarification. Like the shit looks tight. Like it definitely looks good, but it's like yeah, look, we made this thing. Um, we don't really know what to do with it, but it's cool, huh? Is it a game? <laughs> is it a cartoon movie? Oh yeah, they had. Okay, we'll talk about that one. But yeah, uh, but yeah, it's just why even show it if you don't if they don't even know what the game is yet? It was just like get as many titles as we can, stuff them on here. I don't care how far they are or if they're not even close. We we just want to show a lot. More is better, right? It's like if they would have showed less and more quality, it would have been better. Yeah, um, but I guess you know people want to know what's Rare been working on. Well, here's here's what they've been working on. Uh, next up, we got "Tell Me Why" um, from the people that created "Life Is Strange." Oh, pass. <laughs> yeah, I haven't, I haven't played any of the "Life Is Strange" games. I'm not sure if I ever will. This one didn't interest me as much as the first "Life Is Strange" story did. It's about like two a brother and sister. Um, reliving their past memories to kind of piece together why their mom went crazy and tried to kill them, I guess, from the trailer? Yeah, something like that. And then I guess like when the other one is feeling uh, a strong emotion, the other one can see and sense them, I guess. Or like they share visions of like events or something like that. Yeah, I'm not really into those kind of story games. Like, I, I mean, you know, like I'd be more interested. I'm more inclined to play like a game like Detroit. Like this one, nah. Let's put on a life. I'll put on a lifetime movie instead. Yeah, I didn't. I do know that there was some uh, news articles about this game. I guess the main, like the brother, he's actually uh, a transgender. Um, I, he identifies as male, and like they they put out like a press conference or not a press conference, like a little press note saying like, hey, you know, here's here's how we're doing this right, et cetera, et cetera. We never use his dead name, which if you're not familiar, um, that's like using their Bruce, birth name. Using Bruce Jenner instead of caitlin jenner it's like you're using his you're using her dead name yeah her, yeah 
Um, so there's no, there's at no point in the game supposedly that gets used. Um, nobody ever like makes a reference to the fact that he used to be a woman, except for like I guess one scene that gets where like some bullet, some confused people are confused about it, and it gets like shut down pretty quick, I guess. Um, I didn't even know that. So that's a little bit more information about the game that they decided to put out there. I didn't even know the character was transgender in the uh, trailer. I had no, there was like no idea either. Like not until you just said it right now, I still don't even see it. Now that I'm thinking about it, I still don't even see it. I just thought he was a young yeah, teenage like I, boy. I almost like it. Almost feels like I didn't need to know. Like what? I don't know. Like like it would have been better to just kind of like let that be a surprise for when the game came out. Yeah, like same. Like I don't really see like that wouldn't. I don't know, like, is that really going to deter someone or upset them if they didn't know ahead of time the game? Like, it's dumb. It's like, why do you have to, you know, that shouldn't be a selling point or, you know, or a reason for you not to buy the game. You should have just had it in the game and that be that. And it upset somebody, yeah, that's, it. that's on them. Like, Yeah, because the trailer doesn't make any, any indication that it's, like, a big deal. It might be something where somebody figured it out and, like, started, like, raising concerns and they're just kind of like, being like, no, nah, here's how here's how we're handling it. So like, it's respectable. I don't know. That is right. dumb. Like, it, it's like you don't. You they're not sitting there telling you about the heterosexual characters' uh, life problems. Like, why buy for this one? It's like just let it be. Just let know. the game play out. Yeah, it's not. We, I don't know. I feel like we need to stop like making a big deal about this. Like, oh, this character's transgender. Like, yeah, okay, cool, got it. Enough said. Yeah, I already. I'm. I'm yeah, that's not going to make my decision to buy the game. It's just the game is not my cup of tea, the style of the game. But yeah, what else we got, Dan? Next up, uh, Moon Studios came out and showed off Ori and the Will of the Wisps um, updated, optimized for the Series X, which is going to be running at 120 frames per second at 4K resolution. So it's going to be running a lot smoother. Um, I think it's going to be a free update for anybody that has Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Again, not it's just, hey, we're doing an update. Yeah, pretty much. We're doing an update. It's going to run more better. Basically, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we get to the um, Obsidian block, which I think this shows that Obsidian might be like the most important studio that Xbox owns right now, especially in the near future, because um, everybody got super excited during this block. Really? For different reasons so first off the most boring ones they show the dlc for the outer worlds the outer worlds is a fun game it's a great game uh, from what i played of it so far very reminiscent of like some fallout with like even more tongue-in-cheekness it's pretty fun they show the dlc for it whatever dlc cool got it glad to know you're doing it um then they showed grounded which i am actually i've been kind of excited for grounded since i saw you it mean honey i shrunk the, the kids yeah honey i shrunk the kids the trailer was hilarious um, the trailer is great. I, I I'm down to play this game when it comes out this week. Uh, I'm probably gonna play it on PC. Check it out. I got some friends that if the crossplay works between PC and Xbox, I'll probably play with them. You got to stream it. I want. I'm curious to see. I, I mean, this doesn't seem like a game for me, but I want to see. I want to see some uh up clear up close and personal gameplay. Yeah, I get. I think what's coming out is like an early release uh beta team type of thing. But it's coming out for Steam and Xbox and uh, Game Pass. So um, I'll definitely try to get some hours into that. Um, next, and the last thing that they showed is they showed like a small teaser trailer for their next uh, RPG game, which is called Avowed, which is set in the Pillars of Eternity uh, universe. 
and it looks like a you know like a Skyrim game. Oh yeah, they that's showed, that's right. I know what you're talking about. They showed a nice looking trailer, and like you see the like what could be considered gameplay for like two seconds. So obviously that's still a fair bit away from being out anytime soon, but it's cool to know that they're working on it. People are super excited. I know the Pillars of Eternity games are uh, uh, people love them, so I'm sure having this game set in that universe is it's a super smart decision. And uh, you know, people want that Skyrim itch scratch, that Elder Scrolls itch scratch, and I think this game's going to do it for them, and probably going to be better than what Bethesda has been doing lately with the franchise. Yeah. All right. Next up, we got another story game, Ass Dusk Falls. Okay. Um, is this the one okay. where it's the steel images and there's like, boy, yes. oh god, dude. who is this for? Uh, people like story-driven games, you know. But, I don't know, man. I was just like, really, <laughs> this is part of your lineup. Cool. Yeah, I I wasn't interested in this. I I probably I would have done this pre-show. Yeah, this should have been pre-show. Yeah, I would have uh, like I would have thrown Balan in there or the Dragon Quest announcement in there. I mean, for if, if we're putting DLC and updates in the main showcase, we could have done. Hey, the very first Dragon Quest ever to come out on Xbox is coming, and here it is. Surely that could have made it into the main showcase or Balan. You know, like if you're trying to get the Japanese market, put a game that speaks to Japanese people into your main showcase. Yeah, I mean, it's doing terrible over there. So anyway, um, then we we got we found okay, we got to Hellblade two. We got to the big, yeah. Let's see Hellblade two announcement. We nothing new. Yeah, absolutely nothing new. We we know that where it's set. We know the game is set. The in game like is a, set in Iceland. That's all. That's that's all like, we got. Um, oh, like what a surprise! Shocker. There's no new footage. In fact, they use uh, cuts of the original uh, trailer that they showed. They use like they they announce like they have a website so you can like follow the development diary where they have videos of Iceland. And that was it. Yeah, they're like, yeah, and you can watch this as soon as this presentation's over. And I was like, who's gonna go click on it? Like, well, you could just watch National Geographic's Iceland and learn more than you can watching this on this dumb website. Yeah, I feel like this shouldn't even been. This should not have been here at all. They I know, announced like, Xbox a link. Is trying to show you. <laughs> yeah, docu- yeah, they announced a link to uh, video footage. Oh my god! I know, I know Xbox. What they're trying to do is show off, like, hey, here's what our uh, here's what our uh, studios are working on. You know, like we paid money for these studios. Here's what they're working on. But this, I already knew they're working on this game, and you gave me nothing new. Yeah, the first one did so well. They, of course, they want a they want a second one. And you know, I I think the first game's great. I don't think it's so amazing that it needs this much attention. That the sequel is like gonna blow people's minds. The first one was great because it was like kind of like nobody expected it. Yeah, I still need to get around to playing that. Yeah, the the gameplay, the combat, it's not really that. It's not. It doesn't stand out. It's not amazing. It's the story that made it amazing. Yeah. But I mean, like, I don't know how the sequel's gonna make that matter as much as the first game did. So we'll see if that actually ends up paying off or not. Next up, Double Fine. One of the more recent uh, acquisitions, if I'm not mistaken. They showed off uh, a decent amount of Psychonauts 2 as actual gameplay. So did you um, ever play? Definitively gameplay. Do you ever play huh? the first one? I did not have a chance to play the first one yet. You should give it a chance because it's still actually a lot of fun. Uh, I did not play it when it first came out, but I played it probably about two or three years ago. 
I got it off uh, the PS3 store. So I don't know if it's on if it's available right now on the PSN, but definitely a fun game. Does this trailer do it for you? Uh, it definitely fits the mold of what it is. Like some people were complaining about it, They're like it's too many colors, it's too bright. I'm not a fan. I mean, it's a wacky game. Like you're supposed to be in like the mind in someone's mind, and you're seeing what they see. Yeah, if they're saying this is too weird and random, they obviously don't know anything about Tim Schafer and Double Fine Games. But yeah, because all their games are colorful and weird and random. Uh, yeah, uh, this one I will pick up. I mean, may- I'm not sure if it's a day one pickup, but I'll definitely get around to it. I mean, you'll have to pick it up on Windows or if you get an Xbox. It's not exclusive though. Uh, no, it's- it's Microsoft bought Double Fine. I thought they said no exclusives. We'll see. We'll see. It's not listed. Um, it might be a console launch exclusive. You might have to wait a little bit longer then. That's fine. All right. Next, they showed off uh, some new footage of the Destiny 2 Beyond Light trailer, uh, which shows some of the ice powers that you get as one of the new Guardian powers. Um, I mean, it looked fun. I like Destiny 2. Never played it. It's, it's fun to just mess around with, with friends. Solo, I probably wouldn't like it. But if you're into Destiny, it's cool. Basically, it was kind of like, hey, it's coming to Game Pass, and all the all the expansions are going to be a part of Game Pass as well, so you'll be able to play the full experience through Game Pass. Yeah, I thought that was actually pretty cool. Like, to get somebody who's never played it, now if they have Game Pass, easy to get sucked into, and I've heard it's very addicting. It can be. It can be. Um, it could also kind of just not be. It's very pvp focus as far as most people that get addicted to it yeah because isn't it like um it's like warframe right maybe no. i haven't really played a lot of warframe uh, warframe is it's, it's like it's like halo but with multiplayer and superpowers oh, okay uh next up uh i was i, I kind of surprised when i was l- watching different people's reactions nobody really knew what this game was i knew what this game was in like the first two seconds because i saw the company's logo i guess a lot of people don't know what the logo looks like Stalker 2. I don't super know. Super stoked about this. What is that? I don't know what that is. So, you probably don't know because the first Stalker mainly was a PC game. The first, like, three games that came out were pretty much almost exclusively on PC. Um, they didn't really, like, pop up on the consoles in any big way. I think one of them did, but nobody really cared. But on the PC, this franchise is pretty big. You know Metro? Yeah. Think Metro, but less, like, underground, more, like, above ground with, like, a weird effect things like so there's like a you know it's a chernobyl game pripyat and all that stuff and there's like a the radiation has caused like mutations and like the wildlife and there's like a artifacts you can find in there that like do weird effects like you know might make you um harder to take damage or um might make you invisible for a couple seconds stuff like that so these people called stalkers they go into this dangerous habitat to kind of like get these artifacts bring it back out and sell them on the black market. The military is against you because they want this thing to be like locked down and they're like lock and key. Um, and that's when you know, you play as a soccer for these games typically and you go through these zones and like these usually like a mystery you have to solve in the zone. And There's like night-day cycles. Um, the gunplays are pretty visceral um, from the ones I've played. You know, there's like a creepy-ass like almost horror-like moments because um, you know, there's some weird-ass freaking creatures that you come across in these games stuff like that and sometimes you come across them at night or like in a underground bunker with like a shitty flashlight you know yeah the games like 
from what I play the games, I've enjoyed them a lot. I'm super stoked about this one for sure. And I assume you play on PC. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You play them on PC. Um. So I think this is like pretty big that it's coming out on console for sure. Uh, but it's also kind of I think the same reason why most people that saw this like are so confused and not hyped about it. It's probably because they just never played it because it wasn't a big thing on console before. But you know, keep your eyes to this one. If you're into survival first-person shooters with some horror elements thrown in, this is definitely up your uh, alley. If you like Metro, you'll probably like Stalker. Stalker came out before Metro, kind of like it's the type of game that inspired Metro. Okay, cool. I'm also super stoked about the next game, Warhammer 40k Dark Tide. So, alright, so you've been telling me about Warhammer. I looked it up. Shit looks dope. Uh, I actually yeah, want. They're on sale right now yeah, on the PlayStation yeah. Store. If you want to pick them up, I want to start playing it, but like I don't know who to play it with. Like it looks sick as fuck. You'll play with me and Gail. Okay. You're talking about the Vermintide games, right? Yeah, dude. They they look sick. Like I didn't know what it was, and you're like Warhammer, and then I looked it up, and I was like, oh, this shit looks actually pretty sick. Like how come I've never heard of this? Yeah, I know, right? Um, so again, yeah. The, Dark Tide is made by Fast Shark, the people that made the Vermintide games. It's going to be the same type of game as Vermintide, four-player co-op, uh, ways of enemies. Basically, Left 4 Dead in the Warhammer universe, in the Warhammer 40k universe. Um, and you know, I think those universes are pretty interesting. Uh, I don't know too much about them except for like what I've seen in games, but I just love the way they kind of handle the material and like their religions and stuff like that. And so, I'm actually pretty stoked about this one. Um, I can't wait to jump in this this game with people and just have a, a great time. I'm just really going to scratch that Left 4 Dead itch. And uh, I'm going to be excited for you to pick up Vermintide and you can jump in on that too. Vermintide 1 and 2 are both on sale. Okay. Next up they show Tetris Effect Connected. Oh, really invented the wheel here. Yeah. This is Tetris Effect 2.0 because they included multiplayer. Alright, cool. I'm done with that. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Tetris Effect is a cool game. Look, Tetris is always going to be a good game, okay? The only thing new that ever happened with it was there was a Battle Royale Tetris, which Switch made, and it's actually a lot of fun. Yeah, and the VR version, which is this is based off the VR version, except Xbox doesn't have VR, so you don't get that. Hmm, I didn't even know that. Yeah, Tetris Effect on PlayStation is VR compatible. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. Uh, next up, the Gunk. These are from the people that made the Steam World Dig games. Uh, how does this one grab you? I was like, cool. Uh, highly watered down Mario Sunshine game. It does evoke Mario Sunshine a lot. You do have like this sludge thing that hurts you, and you're sucking it up into your vacuum arm the, thing. This is not selling. Like you know, like if they had, you know, if this lineup, like if we were as far as we are right now talking about the Xbox presentation. And like they were exclusives and they were good, then you know I'd be getting a console. But it's like, dude, it's like they're just presenting anything as like, look at this, like, yeah, like okay, look at the what is it, the Ratchet and Clank one that they showed off for PlayStation? Yeah, that's not like really showing off the graphic, like the graphical ability, but it's like, but it's actually doing something the way it's processing. This game is just like nothing special. It's like, why should I? Why? Why should I get this? Why should I play it? I, I don't know. How do you feel? I mean, it's not grabbing me. I can see where it could be fun, 
Um, but it's not necessarily again. This is not like an Xbox first party. They're just, they're just kind of showing this game. I think they kind of show like they have a variety of games coming to the system um, through some level of exclusivity, whether it be permanent or temporary. Um, just kind of like, hey, you know, you want something more cartoony? We got cartoony games too. Um, it could be a good game. I mean, SteamWorld, the SteamWorld Dig games are fun games. Um, so I'm I'm not knocking the studio in any way. Uh, the trailer. I wish it would have shown a little bit more of the actual mechanics of the gameplay. It showed, like, you know, you sucking up some things and traveling through the world. But, like, I don't know how that's going to translate into a full game to keep it fun and interesting. Yeah, I, I don't know. It seems like something, like, you could play, and then after, like, 15, 30 minutes, you're just like, okay, like, I'm, this is what it is, like, I'm bored. Yeah. Um, the next one, which I think is honestly probably the biggest, like, game that they showed off in this trailer in this whole showcase i think this this one really i think is probably the only one that really shows off the benefit of having the next gen console and that is the medium oh yeah that one looked pretty good it kind of has like a silent hill vibe where you have like the demon world and like the real world but they're happening at the same time and they're actually happening at the same time while you're playing it like on screen at the same time yeah, like that game, it reminded me of Silent Hill, but it also kind of reminded me of um, oh, Fatal Frame in a way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It looks to see that that I was like, OK, this is original. Like this actually this looks good, too. Yeah, it looks really good. I mean, it's, the, it's, it's running both versions of the game at the same time, which is obviously a difficult amount of processing. So showing off some of the actual power of the next generation console for sure. It looks interesting. Um, I mean, I, I don't like scary games, so I'm not going to play it, but I'm definitely willing to watch somebody play this game for sure. Yeah, same. I was like, yeah, this shit looks way too scary. Like, I'm not doing this. But yeah, I mean, if you're into horror games, if like in the Silent Hill and stuff like that, I think this is definitely a game that's up your radar. Coming to the PC and the Xbox uh, Series X. Again, so this one's holiday 2020. Hold up. Medium's coming to Xbox Series X and Windows 10 in holiday 2020. Yeah. I, I don't see it mentioning the Xbox One. Oh, I guess they're going to leave it behind. But they said that there was no exclusives. No console exclusives their first two years. This one strictly says holiday 2020. We'll see. I don't know, man. They they could be doing that. Didn't they just stop producing Xbox? or Xbox? Uh, Supposedly, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you know, there was, there was a statement. I forget uh, who stated it. If you want some more information like the actual tweets and stuff like that i suggest checking out the inside gaming youtube channel they did a uh, video that went up this weekend um talking about is xbox lying about the not leaving the xbox one behind basically there's different people in in the xbox office saying like hey you know we want developers to do what's best for their games so we're giving them the option of supporting the original xbox one but if if they feel that's going to hamper their game we don't want them to feel like they have to do that so they might be backpedaling on that whole no exclusives for the first couple of years thing. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, we'll, we'll see as things get closer to release. Um, again, that wasn't like Phil Spencer saying that. It's like uh, some other people that work with Xbox, um, Microsoft saying that. So we'll see if that gets redacted, if they come out like, no, this game's coming out on the on the regular Xbox One as well. But um, it's not what they announced in this trailer which is kind of concerning to that promise next up they show new genesis fancy star online 2 do you want to play this together oh yeah i'd play it 
Yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I mean, I played it on Dreamcast, not GameCube. Oh, yeah, the original Fantasy Star Online. I, I did, yeah. I played the GameCube one, and I did really enjoy it. Obviously, this one's a lot more a lot more anime than that one was. Oh, but, yeah. Um, I mean, people loved it. I was actually, I was really stoked when they first announced it. It was playable on the PS4 uh, and the Vita, I think, back over in Japan when it first came out a couple years, almost like five years ago now. Yeah. And then it bar- didn't it didn't wasn't there like a demo made like not too long ago? Or uh, it, it came it came out it it's out in the West. Uh, this is like I think a DLC pack oh, or something like that okay. they're announcing. The game's out. We could play it right now on the computer. That's right because I thought about playing it and then I just totally forgot about it. Yeah, I remember when they announced this. I was super stoked. I was like, oh man, I'm gonna be able to play this on my Vita. That's tight. And then never came out on the West, and it looks like Xbox is the reason why it's out in the West. They probably like paid money to bring it, finally bring it over, um, which is cool. I'm glad this game's finally come out to the West because I know it's super popular still. So I'm stoked to actually try it out finally. Oh, on my PC. You know uh, what is? Uh, sorry, we'll we'll get back to the Xbox talk right now. But um, you know what else is free right now? Is um, uh, what is it? Final Fantasy. Uh, fourteen or is it fourteen? Yeah, if the MMO one. Yes, so the MMO one. It is. So this is pretty cool. So they've upped the level cap, so you could play this thing for free, um, uh, until you reach level sixty. Yeah, I did hear about that recently. I wasn't sure on the full details. I did see some people, um, describing that's basically you could play the entire base game for free at this point. Yeah, I know. I was thinking about playing it, and I was like, dude, but I don't want to. I was like, that's how they're gonna get you because they're gonna level this character up. And then you're like, well, I don't want to stop here. I already invested all this time. Like, I might as well just keep going. And then that's how they right. get you. And that level that level cap goes live August 7th, I believe, right? Um, Where they update the level cap? I think so. I guess it's not right. Well, so there is a level cap I mean, right you, now. So you can get it right now. And then the the patch will download. And then after it downloads, then it'll up to 60, I believe. Yeah, I, I did see some people saying you should wait until the August 7th because they're streamlining the beginning of the game because I guess there was like a bunch of shitty fetch quests at the beginning of, of the game. Apparently they're streamlining that process to make it more fun. Hmm, okay. Yeah, so I don't know, maybe I'll get it. So if you get it, maybe I'll get it too and then we could uh, check it that. out. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, back to Xbox. Uh, I'm down. I'm down. Uh, after, after Fantasy Star Online 2, they showed off Crossfire... Which is a game, I guess, the multiplayer aspect has been out for a while, and not people aren't too hot on it, but they're showing off the single-player game, which is being done by Remedy, and people are getting pretty stoked about that. Um, it looked decent. Yeah. Uh, I this one this one made me laugh though because it had a X gonna give it to you in the background being like sung like like it was like a, a choir song or something like that. <laughs> I don't know if I saw that one. Yeah, it's just it's just like a generic first-person shooter looking like military style game. Oh like yeah, I was, yeah. I do, actually, yeah, I do remember. I didn't know that 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 was being played in the back. Yeah, it's kind of like I noticed that they had music in the background, like words stuff like that. And I kind of like paid attention for a second. And it was kind of like X gonna give it to you. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> but, wait, what? <laughs> okay. It's like what? All right, cool. Uh, they announced that some Xbox One games are going to be optimized for the Series X. Including Sea of Thieves, Forza Horizon 4, and Gears 5. So it's going to be a free thing. And uh, before they ended the whole thing, they did show off a trailer for the new Fable game. 
No, they did so not anyways, show a trailer. They didn't. That was not a trailer. It was a cinematic trailer. If you want to call it that, they barely showed anything. Uh, everybody's stoked about it, though. Yeah, I, I do. Everybody's super excited. That was one of the reasons I actually wanted to buy uh, an Xbox back in the day, is to play Fable 1 when it came out. And then I was like, oh, this time we get Fable 2. And then I just didn't buy an Xbox just for Fable 2. It wasn't enough. But yeah, I always wanted to play those games. Did you ever play them? No, I tried playing the first one for a little bit. And uh, for some reason, I stopped playing it. I didn't get into it. I didn't get hooked into it. As hard as everybody else did. Because there's, like, consequences for your actions, right? Like, your character will start to change, like, its appearance, or, like, you could end up going to jail, then, like, now you're older or something, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so uh, that was new at the time, so I was, like, hella interested because, like, all those aspects. Um, Are you going to play this one on PC, then? I I don't know. I I just don't know if the Fable series is something that, like, is for me. Yeah, I don't know. I mean... I mean, you you could play the original Fable through the uh, Fable anthology collection on like Steam. Your computer could probably run it. I don't think it's an, so. It's an older game. You give my PC too much credit. But uh, again, all these games that were announced during the showcase are available on Xbox Game Pass and Game Pass Ultimate. Um, and that was the entire showcase. Did the showcase do it for you? Uh, pretty lackluster. I think like a lot of people the do. You already know, man. The best showcase for me was that Nintendo Direct Mini. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to lie. This uh, showcase actually had a lot in it for me. Okay, you know what? Okay, so here. So let's compare now to PlayStations to Xbox. PlayStation showed a lot less, but they did they show did. more to their trailers, I would say. More gameplay, for sure. Yeah. They did. I mean, because PlayStation did have, like, a few cinematics, like only cinematics, and then we got like I don't know if I think we got we got like release years, right? Yeah, I think so. Like not a lot of solid dates, but, but I feel like they're kind of doing the same thing here. But yeah, Xbox brought more games, but did they really? Right, and like I think a lot of the games that Sony showed off, they're coming out. I think within the first couple years. And the Xbox games, for as far as we know, they might not be out for, like, two or three years. Yeah, like, I really feel like their launch, like, they don't really have anything, like, unique that's, like, gonna really pull people in. Well, they got the medium. That's coming out holiday this year. And obviously Halo, which is gonna but do you, pull in you a launch, lot of people. you launch with medium? I don't think so. They're doing it. I mean, launch window, at the very least. Uh, I mean, I guess. That's one. What are you... Yeah, that's one. And that's Halo like, Infinite, obviously. But I'm saying, like, you know, like to, for that to be a launch title, that's like a very specific genre for people. Like, you know, medium. Yeah. Like, not everybody is, not a huge majority of people are going to want to play that. Like, people will be interested, but not as big as like a demographic. Uh, you know, that are quicker to pick up something else. I mean, fair point. Fair point. Uh, I will say, um, in comparing comparing the two uh, conferences. The PlayStation games looked a lot more high fidelity than the actual gameplay snippets we got from the Xbox showcase. Um, but, I mean, at the same time, like, you know, people are saying that Xbox is, doesn't care about the uh, console war anymore. Like, I think this might... The whole Game Pass thing and this uh, showcase, they might be right. Yeah, it, I mean, 
it, that's what it looks like to me. Right? I mean, like, think about it. Like, from this um, conference alone, there's like six or seven games I, I would play. And if I can play them for 15 bucks a month and not have to buy them, that's that's damn good. Um, also, Xbox has kind of teamed up with one of the competitors also. Uh, who's that? Nintendo Switch. You didn't hear about this? No, I guess not. Game Pass coming to Switch. Oh, hell no. What? Only certain titles, though. The entire library will not be made available. I'm not sure how it's going to work yet, but that's one of the things being talked about right now. Damn. So, I mean, like, yeah, I might not buy an Xbox uh, console, but I might end up becoming an Xbox gamer because of this whole Game Pass thing. Yeah, that's... And that's that's kind of huge. Yeah. Like, there's for you... What there's really no point to buy an Xbox. You already have the PC. Like this is like something we've been talking about. Like I don't really think they're gonna sell units, especially if to somebody who already has a PC. There's no point. It's pointless. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of like. But they showed off a lot of games that I I I, I want to jump in and play. Yeah, and, and you'll be able 15 to fifteen bucks a month. Yeah, and you can play what would what would cost you if you wanted to play like I don't know like what a majority of those games sixty bucks each. So you're looking at like what you would pay two hundred dollars to experience. You only have to pay fifteen. Yeah, and like and multiplayer you... games, single player games, games that could be played between Xbox and PC. Like that is that is like you could try huge. you could try Gunk and then be like, okay, this was fun. Now I'm bored with it. Now I'm gonna move on to Medium, or you know, oh, now I'm gonna move on to Crossfire. All within two hours of not leaving your house. Yeah, yeah. So really, no point. Uh, if you don't I mean, have what's... if you don't have a PC, then yeah, Xbox is a pretty good deal because of Game Pass, because of the variety. Yeah, and like Sony hasn't said anything that even compares to Game Pass. Like this, literally, it's weird. It's gonna kind of leave Sony like Sony has a bunch of games I want to play, and I'm gonna play them. And then you know that's kind of why I want to play PlayStation Five. But like. Am I going to be buying as many PlayStation games, or am I going to be playing them on the Netflix of games? Oh yeah, that Game Pass is. Yeah, pretty much. Like, yeah, I see what you're saying. Like, well, why am I going to buy this unless it's something you really want and you want that Steelbook or Collector's Edition, or right. or unless it's a VR or an exclusive. That's pretty much the only reason why you're going to buy a five is for the exclusive, because the what is it the PlayStation Now? Even then, like. I feel like the light, yeah, they have like a good amount of games, but it's not an endless amount. It's not like it can take you two hours to look, or I'm sorry, like an hour to look through the library. Like, nah, dude, it'll take you like to look through their library that they have on PlayStation now. It'll take you like 10 minutes, maybe tops. That's you really taking your time. Yeah. But they don't have like, that many. Yeah, I mean, this this whole conference wasn't about selling you the new Xbox. It really wasn't. It was about selling you Game Pass, and it's it's doing a pretty good job of that. Yeah. And like, if yeah, if Sony if Sony can't come up with an answer to this, this could seriously like eat into their bottom line. Yeah, now that they're teaming up with Nintendo, also. Yeah, and Game Pass Ultimate's gonna come out uh later this year, which means you're gonna be able. To, you don't even have to have a PC anymore. You just play it on your phone. Oh, really? Yeah, it's 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 uh, gonna be one of those like uh, Stadia things. So if it actually works, dude, if that works, on, like Stadia, I'll, I'm getting it. If that works, I'm getting it for sure. Yeah, so you, you could be at work 
Um, instead of watching the video, you could jump in and play a couple rounds of. Uh... Can you stream it onto your TV though? Yeah. Oh. I think so. Like, if you got like a smart TV, or if you got like a little like, like Chromecast kind of deal, like you know, because you can uh, you can play it like that, like off your phone, like Netflix. Like I do it when I go over to my sister's house. Yeah, I mean the whole the, the whole Stadia promise, right? The Stadia is like, oh, you can play it on your TV, you can play it on your computer, you can play it on your phone. That's what supposedly uh, Xbox Ultimate is supposed to be fulfilling that promise, basically. Yeah. See, if Stadia, if they would have had Steam working and they got it to work right. Then I would pick up a Stadia controller. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, that that really helps for people. If they don't have a PC, everybody has a smartphone. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 really... Like, when I first heard about the whole Game Pass, Game Pass Ultimate, I was like, yeah, that's cool if you're into, like, uh, Xbox games, because, you know, I don't really care about a lot of the Xbox games. So it, it wasn't really, like, affecting me too much. But this showcase, like, there's, like I said, like, six games that I'm going to play. At some point or another, hopefully, in this uh, showcase, and just they're all on the Game Pass. So now, like, I'm super interested in this whole Game Pass thing. Yeah, so am I. Yeah, so it's 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 an interesting um, argument, right? Who had the better conference? Oh yeah, Sony's games were were better in the conference, um, right? We can say that, but like this conference is making me think a lot about Xbox at the same time. No, just their service. Well, yeah, but I mean, still. Yeah. That's, that's they didn't Xbox. have a great conference. They already have a great product that wasn't announced. But again, like, how do, how are they making money off of this? Hey, it ain't my problem. <laughs> but is it is it is it one of those things where it's like, oh, it's only 15 bucks a month, and then they get you hooked, and they're like, all right, we got enough people hooked, now it's 30 bucks a month. Yeah, they'll definitely do that. Right, because they're they're losing money on it now to get the people hooked. You know, a lot of Netflixes and HBO Max and stuff like that. A lot of companies will do that. They'll take that initial loss to get you hooked, and then they bump the price up to where they make money, and then you're stuck in there because you use it too much. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. They've already hooked you. Um, did you hear about this UK company, this like high end luxury company, uh, what they're doing with the PlayStation yeah. oh, 5? Oh, yes. So now it's time. Yes, to, to tell us something. For the drip corner. So a company in the UK is releasing PlayStation 5s. I, I don't know how they're going to get them or when they're going to get them. But what they are going to do is they are going to turn a PlayStation 5 into a gold-plated PlayStation 5, rose gold PlayStation 5, and I believe... And I, platinum. And platinum. That was the other one. Uh, the controller, the headphones, all of it. Uh, it's probably going to run you a couple Gs, probably like 5 Gs for this. But hey, you got something uh, depend- nice to look at. It depends, because they have the, the gold is 24 karat, the rose gold is 18 karat, and I think the gold... The 24 karat was around 7 Gs. Yeah. So f- anywhere from 4 to 7. Um, also, the shoe company Zara has released a PlayStation 5 shoe. It's gray and the back has a green bubble. And going up the front, it has an elastic strip. And it has X square, circle, and triangle. Uh, kid sizes only. So, Sorry. Oh, how's that a PlayStation Five shoe if it has a green strip? Oh, I'm sorry, a, just a PlayStation One. I didn't, I didn't mean to say Five. Oh, sorry, just okay, a classic okay. one because the shoe, the silhouette of the shoe is gray. Okay, 
That's that's cool, I guess. Yeah, it's whatever. I can't wear it. I don't have children's feet. I know. Wish I did now. <laughs> All right, man. I I really don't have anything else to talk about, but um. Oh. Yeah. This. Go ahead, man. Okay, so this is not giving anything away. Oh wait, wait, hold on. We we got to talk about the controversy. Ghost of Tsushima. Now in the game, Mongolians have invaded your island in Japan, Tsushima. Right. Um. There's one country that finds this offensive. Can you guess? Mongolia? China. The Chinese... Why does China they find said, it offensive? They said that it's offensive uh, because the way that they're portraying Mongolians and all this other stuff. I don't know, but they are complaining about it. Um, but, hey... The, but it's based off, like, actual events, so... That's what people were saying. Oh, and also, I guess this game is getting really... It's getting received really well in Japan because um, apparently... This comp what's the company that made um Ghost of Tsushima? Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch. I guess they really did like their research. Um, because apparently like a lot of like, you know, the stance, like how things are done in the game, it's actually in- really accurate. Um huh. like this game is fun. Uh yeah, I mean, it has glitches. I've had a few. Um the AI, they're kinda dumb sometimes, but it makes the game fun. Uh, right now I'm having a lot of fun with it. Uh, definitely nice. not, it's not a perfect game, but it is a fun game. But I mean, like, those are just minor things, but like, it's still, I would say, regarded as one of the best this year for sure. It is. Yeah. Uh, I think, I'm not sure if I mentioned this in the last podcast, but it got like a perfect score in one of the Japanese, uh, magazine outlets. And it's like one of three western release games to ever receive a perfect score from that outlet yeah i can't remember if it was like gematsu or famitsu yeah but it was like one of the major ones yeah because i forget where is sucker punch where are they from they're from like seattle oh, okay yeah i guess they really did their research with the game apparently yeah that's awesome that's awesome uh, uh final fantasy c7 remake part two has entered full development so that's cool I'm stoked to hear that. I'm interested to see how the story uh, develops from where they left off in the uh, first game. Are you going to drop down in easy mode and beat the game already? You did it for Last of Us. I did it already. You did it? Why have we not uh, done our talk about it episode? I'm lying. I didn't do it. Yeah. Go go do it. Go drop it to easy and beat the game. Fine. I'll do it after. Go pull Last of Us. Oh, wait. Have you? How far are you on Last of Us right now? Uh, I have not really played it since the last time we talked about it because Monster Hunter. Ah, oh, damn it, man! I want you to, I want you to experience a boss battle. I know. I'll, I'll, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. But Monster Hunter, just damn it! Their events are perfectly timed to keep me from playing other games. Is Frostfang Marioth available? It is not available. Ah. Uh. I was actually, I was gonna play like a shit ton of Ghost of Tsushima this week too. Um, that was that was my plan for this whole week, and then Monster Hunter dropped the event. I was like, "Damn it!" That was my plan I'm for this week. Play Monster Hunter. That's what I ended up doing. I, uh, see, I haven't seen you on because I'm just busy playing Ghost of Tsushima. Like, I barely just saw that Curtis had liked that I was playing Ghost of Tsushima. I just saw it today, and I was like, "Oh, oh. shit!" That was on the tenth. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's it's a good time to play games right now, for sure. Yeah. Well, that's all I got, Dan. That's all I got. Thanks, everybody, for checking it out. Uh, leave a comment. Uh, let us know 
rate, what? subscribe, and like. That helps us. Helps the algorithm. It helps us maybe get noticed. Yeah. Um. Again, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, uh, wherever you listen to the podcasts. Go ahead and give us those likes and comments. And uh, even more importantly, share it with uh, your friends and stuff. You think that will get a kick out of the show. Um, I did see a comment um, on Apple, actually. Um, I can't remember the username. It was like Hawk Knight or something like that. Um, it was a pretty cool comment because I don't know who that person is. I don't know if it's one of our personal friends or something like that. Um, but to me, I don't know who they are. So it was a comment that I haven't seen before. It's kind of cool. It's like, hey, listen to these guys. You know, they have insightful um, input into things that you don't get from some of the other podcasts out there. I thought that was pretty cool to see. Nighthawk, much respect. Yeah. So I mean, like, it's 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 nice to see those comments. So feel free to drop them in, and also, you know, just uh, shoot us a a thing on our Facebook page or you know in our email, you know, uncoregamers at gmail dot com. Let us know if any of these uh. Xbox conferences uh, grabbed you if any of the games are something you really soaked on, or if that whole Xbox Game Pass thing is something that's really gra- grabbing your attention, like it's grabbing our attention. Or just ask us a question. Yeah, or just ask us a question. You also hit up us, us up on Twitter, which is actually probably where I'll see it most easily. All right, everybody, later on, man. All right, peace.